I'm Vanessa Gilles, and you're watching 110 Football. One match, one win. Angel City is finally here, and so is defender Sarah Gordon. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to join 110 Football and talk about my team with all of you. We've got a great show. We'll break down Angel City's first match, a 2-1 win over NC Courage, Jessica Black will give us her player ratings, and we'll even do a little role-playing. I may or may not be receiving some texts after this show. It's all next on Angels Wear Boots. Welcome everyone to another episode of Angels Wear Boots. This is the show celebrating everything Angel City produced for fans by fans. I'm Megan Reyes and today I am joined by former Club America and Mexican national team player Jennifer Munoz. Hello. <laughs> hey Jen, we have 110 football veteran Jessica Black. Hey guys. <laughs> so exciting. And you all know Sarah Gordon, Angel City defender, is now with us on the Angels Wear Boots set. Now let's get right into it. As you know, Angel City came out and hot, came out hot and won their first ever regular season game 2-1 over NC Courage. So we've got to talk about all the storylines that are hashtag trending. So we have to start with the stadium and atmosphere. Jen, how did you feel when you saw the pregame festivity? Ooh, wow, I got the chills. I mean, did we expect anything less from LA? I mean, the fits were on point. We had Stephanie with the customized Jordans, so clean. And then we had June with the denim on denim. I mean, not only are they ballers, but they're fashionistas as well. I mean, we have uh, fashion icon Sarah Gordon here herself. So yeah, I think they got the Hollywood treatment they well deserved. Sarah, I do have to say your outfit was great. <laughs> Thank you. I took it. It was sponsored, but I did take it very seriously. Love that. I think it's like within our league, it's like you have to come with the You fit, have especially to. Especially for the first opening night. Like, you got to look yeah. good. You guys know? killed it. <laughs> yeah, it, very, it felt like a mini, like almost like Super Bowl type of thing mm -hmm. where the music was there and the, the fireworks were there and the lights and, and everything. And it was it was a, it felt like a big deal and it should feel like one. Um, maybe over the years, I don't think women's soccer has been as respected as it probably should be. And it doesn't get like the same treatment as other sports but this game felt super big like it if you've ever been to an LAFC game you could say like it sounded the same it felt the same like everybody was excited just like that you can see it up on the screen right there look at the lines I mean everybody seemed really up for it and just seeing like Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy just standing on on the pitch talking about what they've achieved and what a big moment this was for them it just felt monumental and it just felt like like the vibe was just on point and this is what LA deserves. We deserve a women's team that's taken care of and, and treated like it's special. And so it was a big night and um, having the win as well makes it like the cherry on top. So yeah, yeah, excellent. It was so Hollywood, so LA, you know, we had the pink smoke, we had the band, of course we had the celebrities and I myself like almost cried when I saw Mia Hamm. <laughs> like I, I don't get like that over people, but Mia Hamm, that's my yeah. childhood hero. So it was a really special night for all the yeah, and I think it's so cool to intertwine entertainment and sports, especially in Los Angeles. I think most of the sports teams do that. And I think Angel City just, you know, like you said, it was a cherry on top with all the fireworks and the celebrities. I mean, Jennifer Garner with everyone. It was insane. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and I would love to know, Jessica and Jen, being from L.A., like, what was this like? Not just even having Angel City here in L.A. finally, but just to see the atmosphere, the bars been set. Yeah, I think it was beautiful to see I mean first off Angel City just be our first you know pro team here and I think um, 
as I mean, I was born and raised here in LA and I growing up, I would always go to, you know, USC games or UCLA women's soccer games. And I think that motivated me to play at the D1 level, but at the same time, this is a new era of role models for not only the younger girls here, but the younger generation here in Los Angeles as a whole. So it's incredible to see them do stuff not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And I think community is so important in Los Angeles and Angel City is doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean, sports are huge for Angelinos. We have the Dodgers, we have the Lakers, we have the Clippers, we have all these sports teams and we have the Rams and it's a big deal and not having a women's team has felt a little bit like a void like it really has um in in the la area and for me when i was growing up this was a long time ago like maybe 15 or so years ago um, we had the la soul and the the league folded and we haven't had anything since then and being able to sit there and like watch your childhood heroes like right in front of you playing the game was a big deal for somebody growing up and playing the playing the sport and so now being able to see like young girls wearing angel city shirts and being able to watch kristen press and Jill and and endo ball out like in in the bank of california stadium i mean it's a big deal so yeah for the city of los angeles it, it just feels overdue that we were, we were needing this women's team and for it to be as big and done so perfectly, I think it's, um, it's respectable. Yeah, well, we are happy Angel City is here. And speaking of balling out and of atmosphere, the place was rocking when Vanessa Jill scored inside three minutes. Jess, is there a better way to start? No, there's, there's no better way to start. I mean, within the first three minutes, um, I think Gilles was unlucky not to get her, her first goal in the last game. And, and this time it was onside, Endo with the perfect cross into Gilles. And you could just hear like the Bank of California had erupted. You can hear it there. Woo, everybody's excited. And so I think it also gave the, the team a chance to just get like that monkey off the back. You know, you don't want to be in your home stadium and, and it going into like 45th minute, 60th minute, 70th minute and not getting that goal. So getting that, I think, take look, that, that monkey off the back and let everybody kind of relax. And so, yeah, that was a really, really good start to the game. So, Sarah, you were there, but I would like to know, what did each of you do when Angel City scored? Watching. When I saw that goal, I was screaming. <laughs> there was a few of us injured in like one of the suites up there. We were just screaming over the top. But I feel like um, Vanessa has made a name for herself internationally on being in both 18s defensively and attacking, um, scoring goals with her head. So it's not surprising that she got the goal. And with the atmosphere and the 12th man behind you, like it felt like it was coming right away. Like Angel City, you know, North Carolina was on their heels trying to keep it out of their end. So um, it was so exciting. And I think that it really set the tone for the entire season because there are fans who will come back just because of that atmosphere and that beginning goal. Yeah, and I think Angel City really capitalized on not only playing for your teammates, but the community, um, yourselves, friends, family. And we saw it in that first goal. I mean, the sequence from um, June, I mean, she destroyed that defender with a little Cruyff and then the on the dime cross to Vanessa was just chef's kiss. And I mean, we could feel the celebration with not only the team, but also the sold out stadium as well. Yeah, so make sure that you guys get into the chat box while the show is live. On 110 Football, we're big on getting everybody involved. So get in the chat box, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how great our outfits look. Give us some compliments. We're we're all, we're here for that. And um, we also we already have a comment here from um, from Daniel T about you know scoring goals and and Sarah Gordon. And we'll get to some of those as well. But yeah, get into the chat box. And make sure that you subscribe so you can watch us all season long and hit the like button and the notification button. So we've spoken about June Endo. What a game for her, Sarah. 
yeah, incredible game um, for a young, talented player. Um, I just am so excited to see what she does this season. I'm already, you know, whispering rookie of the year <laughs> into the halls of the school, you know. So I think that the ceiling for her, it's high. You know, she's going to do some incredible things in this league. And we had kind of spoken about before just that she, you know, wants to represent her country and, like, take the game to a new level for her country. And she, you know, feels that way. And that's part of the reason she's here doing what she's doing. So I think it's going to be so exciting to see what this young player can do. Yeah, I mean, she not only got the goal and the assist, but she was also very well-rounded in her game. I mean, she was she was great on attack. She was basically unplayable. Her runs were perfect, all of her touches. I mean, they just couldn't live with her, but she was good on the other end as well. She had four tackles, and I think uh, Tyler Lucy had four tackles as well. The only team members that had more than that were Ricaro and Spencer, and they were more of the defensive players. So she was all around um, in both boxes doing what she was supposed to be doing. And, and that's a really good sign of somebody that's going to be a leader. And she's so young, but she's leading the team um, with the all around game and not just being great in attack, also doing the defensive work. And so I was really impressed by her all around performance in that game. And uh, the sky is really the limit for June. Yeah, I mean, just like Ivan Hernandez said in the chat, Junendo has such a high ceiling, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, she is just, like another chat said, a beast. And I think, um, I don't know if I should start an Instagram page for her now or later. I mean, I'm <laughs> such a fan. Um, no, she's an engine. I think her composure on the ball plus her speed is something to watch. And I think, I mean, you saw it in the, in the goal. I mean, her touch in a space with her speed is so dangerous. And I mean, what a way to start your NWSL career. She competed, she delivered. And she's going to be something special to watch for sure. Yeah, I think it's important to note too, like the difference between this league internationally and other leagues is um, the transition is so fast. So the wingers, the outside forwards, they're going to be defending a lot more than they're used to um, in other leagues. So I think, you know, we've seen June grow into that row into that role a lot um, throughout the Challenge Cup and really be like, okay, I have to defend a lot more than I'm used to. And, you know, that's something that makes our league special. And it's exciting to see June grow and continue to grow as a player. Well, and you mentioned international. How how important is it for her, June, and really others on Angel City, but for June to have a good season with the World Cup next year? I mean, I think, of course, it's important. You want to set yourself up for success going into a World Cup. But I also feel like it's funny because, you know, people didn't really know what to expect from June coming in. And now people are talking about her like she is a talented player. So I feel like she's going to continue to break expectations. Um, and I think this is the perfect league to be in going into a World Cup because, you know, the U.S. Women's National Team, how many World Cups have they won? That's the kind of soccer that we play in this league, that fast-paced transition. So this is setting her up for success. Right. Well, Angel City let in one goal on Friday, but defense was an issue in the Challenge Cup. Were you guys surprised by the team um, at the back line? No, not, not really surprised. I think that you kind of saw that the team was trying to gel, and I think we got a clean sheet against Portland, so it was it was coming. The defensive solidity was was coming, and I think when you have just like a new team, and we had Hammond sometimes playing with Gilles. Reed is now playing with Gilles. We had um, Jasmine Spencer playing out of position, and then you have Ali Riley, who obviously has like a lot of experience, but we don't have Sarah Gordon back there. So there's a lot of moving pieces there, and they have to learn how to play with each other, and when you have Gilles and Reed playing together, that partnership is starting to grow, and also Ricardo and Weatherhold in front of them. You have that box and that that real 
um, wall in front of the defense and so um, in front of Heritage and you can kind of see it growing. It takes time. We have to be really patient with this team and I think there's uh, kind of like that want to be like, well, why aren't they clicking quick enough? Why are they making these mistakes? It's because they don't know each other. They ha it, it takes time. You have to build up that muscle memory. So for me, it's not really a, a big surprise and um, I'm sure Heritage is like, Thank God, you know, we have, you know, the team is starting to, to protect me a little bit more because she's a great goalkeeper and, you know, the amount of goals that we're giving up wasn't really a representation of, I think, the quality of the players that are actually playing in the defense. Yeah, we finally have started to see some consistency within the back line. Obviously, there were a lot of inconsistencies to start um, the Challenge Cup and a lot of adversity with a bunch of injuries. Um, so seeing that consistency and players getting to know each other has really changed the script. And of course, I know Didi feels good about a couple wins in a row. And um, I just feel like she's made some big saves when she's needed to. And that's exactly what you need from a goalie in this league. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. I think Didi understood the assignment. She, I mean, she did waste time, but as she said, I think she, you know, got a hold of the flow of the game, calmed down the intensity a little bit. Um, and I think also Ricaro, um, big shout out to her. She kind of shut down Dibina, which she's an amazing player. But I think with that defense and with Didi, I think they just killed it. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna, moving on. <laughs> we like to have fun here at 110 Football. We hosted Angel City's Media Day here at XRM Studios back in March and got to ask the players some questions they maybe don't usually get asked. So today we posed the question, would you rather not sleep before a game or oversleep and miss the first half? This is the class of 22. Oh my gosh, I am getting anxiety just thinking about these two things. Not sleep at all and just wing it, I guess. I would definitely rather not sleep. I think I would be more, way more anxious showing up late. Not sleep at all. I would pull through. That's up here. Not sleep. Yeah, I can't miss the game. Not sleep. Not sleep. Because I don't. <laughs> Not sleep. Not sleep. Not sleep at all. For sure. <laughs> Not sleep the night before. Oh, I guess not sleep, if that's the only option. <laughs> Well, I would probably oversleep, but that is why I was never a professional soccer player. <laughs> I feel like what you're seeing here is a bunch of professional athletes who have seen the consequences of being late and been fined or had to run on the field. So, heck no, we are staying up all night. We are not missing the first half of the game. Couldn't agree more. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have PTSD from being late. So even now, I mean, in my life, I kind of arrived like 15 minutes earlier. But like, yeah, definitely not sleep at all. Um, and it's like Ricardo said, it's all mental. It's a mental game. Oh, well, I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to be the one and only person to say, come late, <laughs> just to make sure that there's somebody in that column. I, well, I guess it doesn't make sense that nobody wants to get fined, but I'll just I'll just say that just for just for fun. You come for the second half. There's no way you're playing in the second half. Exactly. It's like, why, why, why did I even come? Like, you should not even dressed sleeping. out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I would have stayed sleeping. Well, let's get back to business on the field. A team consists of 11 starters plus those who make it off the bench. And Jessica is here to give us her player ratings from last Friday's match. Jess, take it away. 
Can I just start off by saying that I'm happy that we won the game, so because I'm going to give very good ratings, and I don't want Sarah to go oh texting boy. the team and, and them saying like, "Why was she so harsh?" You know, but no, I'm just joking. But let's go ahead and start in the back um, with Heritage. I think she made a really good save in I think the 37th minute off of a gray shot, and uh, if that had went in, probably the game may have um, ended differently. Thought she was very good, so um, didn't get the clean sheet. So I'm gonna go ahead and give her an eight. Um, I'm gonna go for Gilles. Um, great in both boxes. Definitely the um, the general in the back, playing almost every single minute. She's gonna be huge for Angel City this season. I'm gonna actually give her, her a um, eight and a half. No, I'm sorry. I feel like she gets a nine. I'm gonna she give her a nine. Goal, okay. I would yeah. say a ten. Back. Give her a nine. <laughs> There's always room to grow. Just like different room to nice. grow. <laughs> All right. So um, Reed probably not as um, influential as Jill, but also like sometimes you just need like a Robin to your Batman, you know, if that's what you want to call it. So I'm gonna give her an eight. I thought Jess, she was uh, pretty. Uh, Vince wants the decimals. Well, Vince is not here. So <laughs> Vince is not here. So, 8.5. Um, let's gonna go Sorry, with uh, Allie Riley. I think she just had like a very solid game. Nothing special, but just like very, very solid, um, which is probably what you'll get from from a veteran of, of her stature. So I'm actually gonna give her a seven and a half. Ooh. Um, <laughs> that 0.5. I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, Spencer, she's playing out of position, so you have to always take that into context. And I think that offensively, she's really good. She also got fouled a lot. She's a, the type of player that people don't want to play against. So I'm actually going to give her um, a 7.75. Oh, I disagree with this one. What do you want? What she do you gets a give nine. Her? You want to give her a nine? I'm so impressed by everything she's done at outside back. Okay. Um, I think it's amazing she stepped into this role. And she's my girl, so give her a big <laughs> Okay, so can we go in between and like give her like an eight? 8. 8.25. 8.25, okay, something like that. Okay, so let's go to the two shielding the, the back line. I, I've been very impressed with Ricaro and Weatherholt and what they're doing because they have a lot of responsibility shielding that back line and they've been getting progressively better every single game. So I almost want to give them as a tandem, especially like you said, um, with Dabinia. That was a huge task and I think they did really well with that. So I think I'm gonna chemistry is really well too. I think yeah, they, they feed off of each other one steps, one drops, like they have a really good partnership. So I'm gonna give them both solid eights. I think they're both really, really good. Um, obviously like there's levels to go up. The team is gonna get better and these these ratings will get better, I'm sure. Uh, McCaskill, that's my girl. She's my favorite player on Angel City. Such a creative force, good on both ends. Um, I'm actually gonna give her, I'm gonna give her an 8.2. Yeah, that's a good score. I feel like she goes unnoticed, but she does a lot. Yep. And her vision is unmatched. Definitely, for sure. Maker, yeah. Let's go with uh, Tyler Lucy. Um, I mentioned this earlier that she she's one of those where she may be not like on the ball, but she's she's so um, she works really really hard. She had four tackles. Her press was really good, um, and she works really well and balances out that front four with McCaskill, Endo, and um, and press. So I'm actually going to give her um, a seven point five eight. Wait, can I just say <laughs> though, you're so right. She is a runner because. When we did when we did the mile, like the first week of training, the only week that I was there, she was like a lap ahead of everybody. Wow. I was like, wow, girl, go get them. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely shows on the pitch. Um, Kristen Press, I don't think she's hit her level yet. We all know world-class player, one of the best players um, in the world, uh, is unplayable on her day. I don't think she's quite hit that, but she's also doing a dual role right now. She's dropping in deep. Um, becoming kind of like a little bit of a, a false nine, doing some creative work um, in the center of the pitch, and also being tasked with going up and trying to 
to score goals. And she's getting a lot of shots, but they're obviously not going into the goal. So um, not like not trying to be harsh or anything. I just we know that she can she's going to be able to do more. So I'm going to give her a 7.5 for this game. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So um, an endo, obviously 10. Um, I was thinking 12. Maybe 12, 15. 12, 15. But... I mean, she's she definitely was above a 10. Unplayable young player doing things on both ends of the pitch. Goal and assist, so the end product was there. And um, she's just really, really good. So I had to, because she's doing everything, I had to give her a high score. It may seem like other people had lower scores, but that's because I feel like they're going to get to that level. Hammond, I think, came on. I could just give her like a standard seven for Hammond. Um she was she was decent when she came on came on and then um Freya Coom, the manager. Um I said this on the last show that you could kind of see her influence and style of play coming through. Earlier um in the season you couldn't really see it because they were kind of learning each other, but you could see that the style of play is definitely coming out and there's a lot of pressure on her. She's the manager, the coach of a new team in LA with Mia Hamm. Julie Foudy, Natalie Portman, all these big names um, being a part of the ownership group. So for Freya, I have to give her a 10 for this, handling the pressure, getting the girls to play a style of play that was really, um, really good, and just being an awesome coach. I mean, you've worked with Freya. What, did you, what do you think about what she's doing um, at Angel City? I mean, I would obviously give her a 10 because she's my boss, so maybe an <laughs> 11. Um, but I think she's doing a tremendous job. Like you said, it is a lot of pressure, yeah. you know? Um, it's, like, obviously a blessing, but it's also, you know, a curse in the way that it's a lot of pressure, and she's yeah. done a great job. I mean, it's opening game. You couldn't ask for a better result, so... 11 for Freya, everyone. Tell, let Freya know I said 11. <laughs> Freya, if you're watching. Sarah wants to know if you're watching. Our comments are popping off. Thank you, everyone, for uh, commenting in there. We have to acknowledge this one from Thickety Wickets. Lucy needs her own TV sitcom called I Love Lucy. <laughs> Fair enough. We need to get her a segment on here, a guest segment, and call it I Love Lucy. Is she just going to be running or, or what? <laughs> I mean... Around the studio, just right. sure right. Right. doing laps. <laughs> I don't run, so sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, so as fans, we often want to know what our favorite players are thinking. Well, now we don't have to. Jen, Jessica, and Sarah will tell us what they're thinking, sort of, in a game we like to call role play. All right, everyone. Oh, oh I was sorry. Gonna say, go ahead. I think I'm first. Um, so I'll just go ahead and uh, do my thing. I wonder yeah. who you have. Ooh, I wonder who I have. <laughs> oh, oh, my guys. <laughs> we could have guessed that Please. one. And the question is, now that the... Do you guys read the question for me? <laughs> oh. I get an answer. I'm oh. so sorry. With the first game behind you, what is your focus now? I guess my focus now is just to... Um, Continue to make saves, continue to work with my back four. Um, I'm Didi Heritage, by the way, I'm the goalkeeper. <laughs> and um, now that we kind of have some wins under our belt and the defense is kind of solidifying more, we're not giving up as many goals, I can just relax and do my job. Obviously, um, Schultz will be coming in soon as another goalkeeper, so I want to keep my number one spot. So now it's, you know, it's my spot to lose. So more saves, um, communication in the back, working on my distribution, um, it looked like well, I was a little bit frustrated with maybe some of the um, the runs that were being made by my teammates when I had the ball in my hands and I was looking for somebody to, to kick the ball to. Um, I'll make sure to talk to my teammates there. And, um, yeah, just, just keep up the good work because um, 
you know, I'm feeling a lot better now that we're not giving up as many goals. And um, yeah, I just have to focus on myself right now. Love it. Didi, you're also a great photographer. Jen. All right. Three, two, one. Oh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, Didi, um, I couldn't agree with you more, but I'm also going to do my job and score some goals in the next in the next game. Um, usually I would say forget about the first game. You know, the next game is a full 90, but I mean, how could you forget about the first game? I mean, it was unforgettable, but I do think we need to keep the momentum going, keep that energy going, um, also the composure, um, adjust the little things and kind of just go for more. Show absolutely no mercy to, I mean, our, our next compo our component, our next opponent. And yeah, I mean, just keep that winning mentality. So and Chris score some goals. So Kristen, um, since you're Kristen, how was it playing um, at the bank for the first time um, as a being, native Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, being born and raised here in LA, I think it was something very special. Um, it meant the world to me and I'm sure my family was there as well. I think was her family there. So Press, what are you trying to do against Orlando? Like, what what's your goal going into this game? You know, score some goals, <laughs> some bangers actually. Um, I know people expect a lot out of, me, out of me, but I think, like I said, pressure is a privilege and I'm gonna take that with full force. All right, Sarah, your turn. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hello. No. <laughs> it's Freya. <laughs> you okay. have to continue in the accent. I can't. All I have is hello. Okay, so what was the question again? What am I trying to do? What's now your... that the first game is behind okay. you, Freya, what is your focus now? So I think that obviously we wanted to get the three points in our first game. That was a perfect result. Um, and going forward, we have goals for our team. And I actually don't know if I'm allowed to share the goals with you guys, so I won't get too specific. But one of the goals is to do better than any expansion team has ever done. And to do so, that means we have to stay on the same path we're on. Going into the Orlando game, this Orlando team is very different than past Orlando teams. So, you know, you don't, we, don't, we don't know exactly what to expect. So we're gonna focus on our own game going forward. We are going to go for the shutout because we love shutouts. That's the kind of team that we are. And um, Press is gonna get a goal next game. Bray, I have a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question for you. So no other, no expansion team has finished above ninth. Do you think that Angel City had the capacity in their first season to do better than any other expansion team and finish above that? Um, I absolutely think that Angel City has the capacity to do this or I wouldn't have taken on this job. I think that if you look at our um, roster of players, we have some great players, you know. We have some people that have been in the league a long time. We have some international stars. We absolutely have the names to do this um, and we have the game plan to do this. So I 100% believe that Angel City will set the new record for expansion teams in um, the first year and it's gonna be about building this culture and setting the standard and that's gonna be, you know, the hardest part, but we're on our way to that. Who are your favorite players on the team? Sarah Gordon. <laughs> is my favorite player. How can Sarah be your favorite player if she hasn't been there since you guys ran the mile? Um, just, you know. Maybe the energy? Don't ask, so many <laughs> Don't ask so many questions. She's my favorite player. <laughs> okay guys, so we're uh, to the point in the show where we're gonna actually be answering viewer questions. So if you haven't been in the chat box and asking questions, do it now because this is your chance. So I'm gonna go ahead and um, and look in the chat and see what we have here. Questions for I players. I like that one, that Jaw Paw. I like that one. 
Oh, okay. Okay, Vince's question kind of went up, but basically he asked if June, um, June is the answer to kind of like that additional creative player. We spoke about it on the last show. Um, maybe there's a need for that additional creative player in the team. Can June be the, the answer to that now that she's kind of had like this um, um, breakout game per se? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think with Kristen Press, June, and McCaskill, you have three very creative players with great vision. And I think I heard you guys talk about in the last show, kind of what we're missing is like a false nine or a nine that can hold the ball or a false nine. And so um, I think as far as creativity, I think Angel City has that down packed. And what you guys were saying in the last show, there's not a true nine. That's more of what I see now. Yeah, and I think every team needs that spark player and it doesn't matter, you know, how old you are, how young you are. And I think she kind of takes on that role. And like I said, with the confidence that she'll build this season, she's going to be a key player. And I mean, her and Press, what to do. I think as the season goes on, they're going to build so much more chemistry. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very exciting to watch, yeah. for sure. I think also what we were saying before about Press is she has had to play more of that nine role and hold up the ball. So she loves to run at defenders. And she is unstoppable when she's on doing so. So I feel like she has so much more responsibility right now. You know, she's trying to lead this team. She's trying to set this standard. And then she's also trying to be a nine and get beyond players and score goals. So I think that as as we build more of this culture and the standard within the team, we'll see more goals from press and her getting to take players on 1v1 and doing more of that. Then we have Juan Vargas in the chat. It says, how soon will we Clarice LeBahan? Le, Le how soon maybe will we see Clarice? Okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I think we kind of spoke about this on the last show that we know she's coming. We know she's there, but we don't quite know when. So I guess soon. Um, but in the meantime, it's uh, Ricardo and uh, Weatherholt to kind of hold down the midfield there. Um, I did see a question before about what needs to be improved with this team now. Like we've seen the team play very um, good attacking football. You know, we see the style of play, but what needs to improve now um, moving forward into the new season? Well, I think, and I'm kind of also looking at the question with so many injuries to start the season, how do you uh, best go about reintroducing players upon your best 11. Kind of similar to what you're saying, um, it takes time. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not the answer anybody wants to hear, but it's part of having an expansion team. Injuries, finding your best 11, you know, how do we keep moving forward? All of it takes time and takes, you know, trying different lineups, trying different things. Obviously, like, we've seen some consistency in the play and, and what the team is trying to do, which is great because then we can build off of that. But it's really just going to take time. It's an, it's an expansion team, and that's just part of part of, you know, part of what happens. Um, and, and one of the things that I know the team really is head up about is progress. As long as we're moving this way forward, you know, that's, that's good. I couldn't sure. agree more. Oh, oh go ahead. No, no, no. No, I couldn't agree more. I think progress is key, especially with, you know, Angel City being a first year team. And I think, you know, it takes time. Like you said, chemistry is everything. And as the games go on, as players try different positions, you know, work with different players, especially in practice and in the games, um, yeah, I mean, it's everything. I want to know this one, um, Sarah, you would be best suited to answer this. What are some of the standout newly formed friendships on the team? Um, well, if anyone has a TikTok, then they have seen <laughs> Vanessa and Allie Riley, yes. um, our quote unquote best friends. So that's, that's a good friendship. It's since they play next to each other, it's pretty important. And then awesome. I would say that Allison and Carrie Ricaro 
Carrie actually killed stories. a cockroach in Alex's yes. apartment. If you, guys, if you guys haven't seen uh, Carrie's IG story, you have yeah. to watch it. So that's going. like true friendship. If you do that for someone, like you care about them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was died at those last night. Um, okay, let's go to maybe one or two more. Um, which talent? Oh, Vince, which talent had the best fit today? Me, but I mean, I think Sarah. Sarah kind of. I think Sarah. everyone, everyone has their own style, but yeah, obviously, I think Sarah, Sarah, fashion icon. But I also like the green. I think I like the, the green, green pops. I like the nude. Well. I love Jess's boots. The answer all is all of us. <laughs> okay. It's all of us. Andrew Bauer asked, the home opener was absolutely incredible. Uh, will it be difficult to avoid an emotional hangover from um, in game two? How do you keep that intensity, Jen? Ooh, great question. What a loaded question. Um, I mean, it, as a player, I mean, I definitely had that, you know, feeling a little bit. But, I mean, like I said before, you have to just stay motivated. Remember that you're not only playing for yourself and your family, but your teammates. Like, work that much harder for the person right next to you, for the little girl in the stand, for your parents watching. I mean, it's everything. And I think, yes, it's, it's I mean, that intensity in the first game was so strong. But carry that on to the next game. I think that's that's doable at the same time with staying focused and just having that confidence. This is kind of where I feel like the veterans or the really experienced players in the team like Allie Riley and Kristen Press need to make sure that they're being vocal in the locker room and letting the girls know like this is just the beginning. Um, it's one win, a great win, a historic win. Um, incredible win but it's such a long season to go so um, there's enough experience in that locker room to kind of keep everybody like with their feet on the ground and I would imagine that they'll come out in game two with just as much energy it probably won't be as like fueled like the way it was but um I think there's enough experience in there to, to get the job done. Yeah, like you said, it's a long season, so it's just not realistic to have, you know, a crazy amount of energy every single game yeah. for 24 games. But um, like you said, they did get their first win. They're building confidence, which, you know, wasn't happening before. So I think it's more of a strong foundation to stand on that confidence of knowing that you guys can do it and then always depending on an atmosphere to get you a win. Yeah. Great questions, everyone. Thank you for commenting. Keep um, keep doing so, but you guys really brought them today. But all right, everyone, we're almost out of time. But before we go, we have to let our panel speak directly to you about something that's on their mind. This is stoppage time. Jessica, you're up first. Yeah, so my stoppage time is basically just history is being made in, in women's soccer. Whether it's uh, the U.S. women uh, coming together with their settlement, their $24 million settlement for equal pay, uh, Michelle Kang becoming the majority owner of the Washington Spirit, Trinity Rodman's $1.1 million contract, uh, Barcelona's women's team um, selling out Camp Nou, and uh, last but not least, Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, uh, Natalie Portman and co. coming together to create a women-led um, expansion team here in Los Angeles for the NWSL. These are big times for women's soccer. Women, women's soccer is serious. It's, it's, not, it's not a game. It really is a big deal. And history is being made. Don't sleep because things are really happening. And, and for me, being somebody who's a big a fan of the game, obviously I watch a lot and I do the, the analysis part, but I just am a big fan of the game and I like to see women 
making changes in the sport that I love. And it's not just women playing the sport, they're running the sport, they're running the business side, they're creating the content, they're, they're making the game bigger. And you just see it with the numbers, they're growing and growing and growing and growing. And so um, take note, don't sleep because history is being made and we're living it right now. And um, I'm just really proud of everybody making it their business to make this, um, this game bigger. It's a great one. Wow. Well. That was amazing. Um, now I'm gonna go. <laughs> but um, mine topic is the banner that was unveiled. Um, it was said, Un Nuevo Amanecer, which means a new dawn, which I thought was so beautiful. It gave me the chills, not only being a Mexican American, but just, you know, being born here in LA. Like I said before, my role models were the USC UCLA women's soccer team, but now it's Angel City and it's a new era of not only role models, but just new excitement for the city. Um, new energy and I think Angel City is a vehicle to unite this city on and off the field and in the community and it's beautiful. Yeah, look at them. Love that. I'm just so excited. Oh. <laughs> so my stoppage time um, might be a little controversial and hopefully my team doesn't get fined for this but I would just like to say um, the refereeing I have a few question marks about it. Um, obviously, referees are people. It's not an easy job to have. That's not what I'm saying. Some calls, you know, it's hard to tell. We all have different opinions, but some calls are straight up rules. I don't know if anyone was watching the semifinal last night when there was a handball in the box. Obviously, it wasn't, look, it wasn't a good corner kick by Pino. It wasn't, but it was still a clear handball in the box. Her arm was not in a natural position or down. That's that's a penalty kick, everyone. That's in stoppage time. That would have changed the outcome of the game more than likely. Um, so yeah, referees are people. I understand mistakes are made, but too often I feel like, you know, the calls just need to be better. There's, or let me say it positively, there's opportunity <laughs> for growth. Love that. I love it. <laughs> And the content continues this Saturday. Vince Connor and the defenders of the bank will be at the bank to get you set for LAFC's big clash against the Philadelphia Union. That's at 7 p.m. And on Monday, Connor, Vince, and Max Bredos will dive deeper on LAFC 360. And on Tuesday, Vince and Connor will host another 110 football watch party live from the bank as LAFC hosts Portland in the U.S. Open Cup. Great show, guys. Wow. <laughs> Go team. Great show. <laughs> We're fun. Yeah. So, we are so fun. Okay. All right, guys. See you guys on uh, next week's show. Be here. Make sure you guys get in the chat. Like, subscribe, all those great and wonderful things. 110 football. Yeah. See ya. Bye, see you guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.